Just look at this studio filled with fabulous prizes. Ooh. All waiting to be won on Score North's... Pick your prize! Behind door number one is a $10,000 gift card to Chanhassen Dinner Theaters for shows, concerts, food, and beverage. Ooh. Door number two has $10,000 in home improvements for your kitchen, bathroom, windows, and more from Minnesota Rusco and Companies. Ah. And behind door number three, LASIK eye procedure from Dr. Lovanoff at Ovo LASIK and Lens. And a fantastic vacation. No surprise zoinks. What you want, you pick. 14 prizes in all, each valued at $10,000. Sign up for Score North's Pick Your Prize. You can register daily through the Score North app or go to scorenorth.com keyword prize. Sweepstakes begins March 18th. Special thanks to our prize partners. of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Three teams have been 15-1 in the history of the National Football League. All right, give yourselves a round of applause. Dude, I was watching, I don't know, was it uh, NFL Network a week ago? And they were showing the Randy Moss Green Bay breakout game in its entirety. From mm-hmm. 1998, a week ago today. Mm-hmm. NFL Network just running out of stuff to show, I guess. But It's a great game, though. Oh, my That's God. Such a fun game. God, he was good. That and they were, incredible. and the Packers were still, you know, they were coming off back-to-back Super Bowl appearances, if I'm not mistaken, Dude, right? the Packers so. hadn't lost at, at home at that point in, like, three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, like, their first home loss in, like, three seasons. Yes. And it was it was raining. The weather was yep. weird. And Randy Moss goes gangbusters during that 15-1 season. So, hey, we're live. We are live. F it. Let's do it live on the Score North YouTube Comments channel. flowing in here. Uh, Peter Vargas uh, says, Mackie needs those restroom breaks because of those athletic greens. It's athleticgreens.com slash purple daily. Athleticgreens.com slash purple daily. Not no even scheduled fog. for that plug today. Zero brain fog. Let's see here. A Captain Captain Bat Bronze. Man, Declan's mustache will be back before they're live. We were three minutes late. Three minutes late. They are live. Are you growing the mustache back? I got the beard going a little bit here. Again, trying to grow that out. I don't I know like how the mustache. I'm... Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of liked it, too. Um, trying to figure out what I want to do with it. I, I'm in a wedding in a month. I, I, I'm in a wedding literally a month from yesterday Handle that box. I'm in. Uh, so we'll see what I want to do there. I don't know. I think I you should go for it, man. Handlebar. Yeah, I'll have to maybe consult with uh, the bride to be and uh, my buddy who I'm in the wedding from, and say, "Hey, you know, he's actually growing out his hair. Like he's he's been growing it out for since COVID." And I was like, "Are you shaving it for the wedding?" And he told me, "No." She said, "I'm I got free reign to do wow. whatever I the, want." With the it. lion's mane for the wedding. I think that gives yeah. you free reign to do whatever you want with the lip duster. I agree with that. I don't yeah. think you should ask permission either. I think you should. I no, think you should, should do it and seek permission. forgiveness later. Your wedding. You know what? That's cool. Somebody else's? Just go with it, man. People are saying it's now your your facial hair grows back faster now because you've been yeah, gonna ride probably. the elevator. So you know, it just took thirty years for it to do that, but yeah, finally working. <laughs> finally, finally working. He's a grown man now that he's turned thirty years old. So uh, we're going live here. We're doing it live every Friday, ten o'clock Central Time on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, eleven o'clock ish Central Time on the Scornoth YouTube channel. This is Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. Your home for daily Minnesota sports entertainment, speculation, and therapy. 
And this is a Feedback Friday. You can always hit us up throughout the, the week on the Score North app. There's a Feedback tab. We try to get to as many questions and concerns, critiques as we can. Let's start with Jason from Seattle who says, if there was still a question about whether Dalvin Cook is going to be on the team next year, just take a look at the most recent Viking social media post regarding their schedule release. So they put their schedule out with like a promotional banner of some of the players on the team. I think they put four players on the banner. One of them was Alex Madison. <laughs> They've put Alex Madison of the all the players on the roster. You could have, I mean, hell, you got the expanded roster now, right? You got like 90 guys on your offseason roster. You, I don't have it in front of me, but I think it's like Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah, I don't know for sure. But uh, Alex Madison is one of the four players on it. I'm excited to see the shifts the organization is making toward a younger, faster, more modern organization that's prioritizing building toward a dynasty rather than single-year success. Moves like moving away from Thielen, moving away from Dalvin, keeping your options open with Zadarius Smith rather than reacting to his social media rant. It wasn't even really a rant. He just like thanked the fans. But uh, not extending Kirk. New dynasties aren't built with 35-year-old quarterbacks. They're built through the draft with younger, faster, less expensive players. So, yeah, how about that? Madison on the promotional poster. There it is. Who do we got here? Hawkinson, J.J. Kirk, and Madison. Where's the defense? Where's Brian Flores? Well, that's part of the problem, though. That's part of the problem. You don't have one. Hitman, come on, put somebody. Hitman, could you could have put Hitman that. on there. Why not put Hitman instead of Madison to avoid controversy? Or are they just doing it to you troll know what? people? I bet the head coach said, <laughs> we're an offensive team now. This Zimmer stuff's gone. I want but they could have put Derisaw. They could have put... Uh, well, Brian O'Neill's recovering you, from an injury. Are you really going to put a tackle, though? Like, I Why love not? tackles, don't get me wrong. Because we're, we're dealing in skill positions here, baby. We're dealing in who touches the football. It's just kind of funny though that they, they with all the uncertainty, yeah, they make it a certainty when they put well, Alex Madison. I was going to say, it. I don't think that there is one bit of uncertainty about Cook's future here. I think it's very decided, yeah. and it's over. All right, Mike Malkovich says typically the NFL likes to put big markets and teams it expects to be good in prime time. What does it say to you about the NFL's view of the Vikings this season that they have five prime time games? Minnesota is not a big TV market. So five games seems high for a team everyone called a fraud last year. Do you think the NFL League offices view the Vikings more favorably than Vegas odds makers do? Okay, so 13 wins and, and a for-sure superstar gets you primetime. Justin Jefferson is a superstar. Like, like he is a guy. So I, I think that there's a few things at work when the primetime portion of the schedule is drawn up. One is, do you have that player? And the Vikings do now. So, like, you've gone to, to a place where he might not be Moss, but he is one of the best players in the league. That's huge. The other thing is don't get confused by market size in this league and popularity. Buffalo, I, Kansas City. The Packers. Packers. Right? The Packers yeah. have five primetime games with Jordan Love. With Jordan Love. Don't forget, the Jets before Rodgers, Basically, we're given one game a year. The Jets were off the radar. They play, essentially, in New York, okay? So so we shouldn't confuse, like, market size. Oh, it's a big market. Uh-uh. It's superstar power and fan bases. Pittsburgh, Green Bay, I think the, the Vikings now, more and more, you have big 
fan bases, those teams get primetime exposure. And don't sell uh, fan short here, too. I think one thing that has really transpired and progressed, like, in the last 10 years or so, the Vikings now, mm-hmm. I think that, that their fan base has become far more global and huge. Like, look at all of wow. the Vikings fans at games. When I covered the team starting in 2005, you didn't see that. Fans went, but not like this. So, like, the Vikings, to me, have become much more of, of an attraction. And when you put the cherry on top, which is Justin Jefferson, that makes you a primetime darling. And I, mean, I think it, I think probably the most eye-opening thing of even to, to speak for both of us, all of us here on this show is the the craziness that I of of us doing Purple Daily now for the last few years. Mm-hmm. The amount of Vikings fans that are outside of it, I had zero idea to Judd's to Judd's point there. I had no idea there's a contingency of so many Vikings fans that are nationally and even globally. When I do my event line episodes, and even when we do the ones in the season. I would say more than 50% of those fans that join us are not in Minnesota, which is yeah. mind blowing to me. I never knew that. And it's crazy too. I mean, just, you know, like you said, if we just looking at the Minneapolis audience, I think Minneapolis, St. Paul is maybe the 14th or 15th largest market. So it's a, it's a big market, but it's not a New York, Boston, Los Angeles, Chicago, you know, San Francisco market. And the audience size, even for this show, the last two or three years, you know, we've we've told you guys that like we frequently will hit seventh or eighth or tenth on the football podcast charts. And there's no other team podcast that are hitting it's like national yeah. football podcast. It's pardon my take is classified as a football podcast. It's you know, the athletic football show and all these. Like the fact that one fan base can turn one show, team centric show, into one of the most listened to podcasts in America tells you how far the reach goes for Vikings fans. I think it says more about how many Vikings fans there are looking for content than like us. We're just the idiots who hop on the microphone and are crazy enough to talk Vikings every day. So yes, it's, but then back to the point about the markets, the NFL has become the only league in America that's just averse to market size. It doesn't matter. You know, in other leagues, you're kind of in the NHL right now, you're kind of like, Oh God, what if the, what if it's Carolina and Edmonton in the Stanley Cup finals? Boy, that could be kind of a train wreck for ratings, right? In the NFL, you never think, oh, no, what if Buffalo plays Green Bay in the Super Bowl? That's like, two yeah. tiny markets. You're like, dude, that'd be an awesome, awesome. matchup, Aaron Rodgers right. versus Josh Allen. So, yeah, market size really has no bearing on anything in, in the NFL. All right. So, oh, actually, before we get to the next question, a bunch of people wondering how many of Judd's mock schedule games wound up being correct, or how many things did you wind up oh, hitting? Yeah. Did you do the tally? I think only one. Yeah, I think I, think I nailed the Raiders game exactly, and that's it. Okay. Hey, nice job. You didn't, you I, didn't get blanked. No, yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. As always yeah, next just, year? Just one. Okay. Well, you know, like, let's not assume that, that the schedule makers got this entire thing right themselves, okay? <laughs> Maybe they're wrong like, and you're like, right. This is open for a discussion here. Like, there's no black and white here. This is not wins and losses, and I predicted a game. This is very much a fluid, hey, I wonder if I was right and they were wrong and we're going to find out. Well, we you are. know, yes, that might are. not have been a great, but um, I think I gave the Vikings, I think I gave them four primetime games and they actually upped that by one and you max out at six. So, yeah. Okay. Steve Graff says, so apparently you and Tyler Fornis on Purple Access 
put Kane Wangwu on the chopping block for roster cuts. Is that correct? Tyler very much did, and I Tyler didn't disagree. Did. And, okay. and I agreed with him, though. So Steve says, how likely is it that it ends up being a Cordero Patterson misuse situation where they can't figure out how to utilize Kane's strengths and instead focus on the weaknesses? In the case of Cordero, they were... But, you know, I'll just summarize this by saying, yeah, I mean, there was a way to use Cordero and the Vikings decide. And what's funny is the Vikings actually got Cordero more targets and receptions than I think anybody else ever did. He caught like 50 passes one year as a Viking. Yeah, and he was a kick them. returner. So you could argue that the Vikings actually maximized Cordero Patterson. But not would, in the right yeah. way. That's yeah. the problem. He couldn't run a route and they insisted that he try. And And what the teams after the Vikings did was said, screw it. You know what? Backfield. I'm telling you when, when, and we all saw this and talked about it at the time, who was the guy that the Packers had with McCarthy? Was it Montgomery big guy that they lined up as a running back? And he was a receiver. I think originally, I forget his name. Um, But the second, the second that collar saw that me, Phil, I think you joined in at the time too. We're all like, Oh, why don't you give Cordero th- that chance? Because they the Vikings bitched and moaned continually about the fact he couldn't run around. And so that's where the Vikings, the, the Vikings insisted that Cordero do something that he couldn't really do well. And that's where I think there's fault. Ty Montgomery? Ty Montgomery. Ty Montgomery. Thank you. Ty Montgomery. I yes. think the fear is Wangwu would be, and this guy was, was, was actually an every down running back for the most part uh, when AP was there. But the, the fear would be that Wangwu turns into a Jarek McKinnon. Right, like Jarek's got re-signed again by the Chiefs, and I know he's propped up in a really good offense. Don't get me wrong, but Jarek McKinnon is a great little scat back. You can put as an outside. You can line him up at receiver. You can put him in the backfield. Just put the ball in his hands, basically, a lot like Cordero. He's this little scat guy that can just get open and and create his own lanes, basically. I think that's the fear, but also like he's a really good kick returner. And if Kevin O'Connell and Wes Phillips honestly feel that he can't be an every down running back, I actually I think default to those coaches more then that there's this hidden weapon in Wang Wu. It's yeah. no longer an idea anymore. Mike Zimmer didn't have a vision for players like that, but I would think Kevin O'Connell and Wes Phillips do and Quasi. So if they decide at the end of the day, yeah, he just, you know, you can't throw a pass to him or whatever, or we just like these other running backs better. We like Ty Chandler better than I would probably trust them. Alex H says, really enjoying the offseason content so far with all the talk about the undrafted free agents like Ivan Pace and Andre Carter. I think it would be helpful if you guys would walk us through the UDFA process, roster cuts, practice squad, et cetera. When the draft ends, are these guys just bombarded with offers from teams and they get to choose where to go? Yes, a lot of them are. And once they sign, are they just like any other player the team drafted in the same class? So, Judd, you can sp- you covered this a little bit more closely, but but basically there's a once you get into the seventh round, agents and players would rather you not be drafted because you can, A, pick your team yep. if you just don't get drafted, and B, sometimes, not everyone, but in the case of like an Andre Carter, you could actually get a bigger signing bonus and maybe even a partially guaranteed contract. Correct. And you wind up getting out of your contract sometimes earlier, right? Like you could maybe be on a two-year contract instead of a four-year contract if you're undrafted and then hit free agency when you're younger. I think that's yeah. how that works. Yeah, and so the, the calls actually uh, to those guys start in the last round. So, like, Team C guys starting to, to fall and slip. Now, this does explain, though, why Rick always tried to get so many sixth and seventh round picks because he was trying to stop guys <laughs> from going on the market so he could draft them and then he could have them, right? That's why. 
but yes, I, I think the phone call process starts Saturday in the seventh round. Uh, bombard is a very good word, accurate word. And that at some point around then, though, I do think that the majority of guys and, and their uh, representatives are like, good, we're not going to be drafted, pick our team. It feels like, Phil, in the last, I don't know, five years or so, that, that this paying more has become a bigger thing. The Wilfs have often been willing to do exactly that. And then at least if you get them in your infrastructure and then cut them as training camp ends or first cuts, it becomes viable since they're there already to bring them back on your practice squad. So it's not that convoluted or confusing, but it has become more competitive. And there's definitely teams that are willing to pay more. And keep in mind, too, the salary cap stops at what? 48, 50 players. It's the top 50. So like uh, 50, 51, 51. 51. So, right. So those guys don't count. So like you sign them, but you don't have the problem of them counting against the cap. So yeah. it actually ma- makes it very viable to probably write a slightly bigger check at times based on that as well. Yeah. Okay. Casey Boris chimes in and says, this is via the score North app, the feedback tab. I have been listening to you guys for a whole year now. I've been a Vikings fan my whole life, living in Wisconsin. I don't have any Vikings allies. So having having uh, your podcast is a blessing every day. I don't get to Minnesota often, but this past weekend, I went to get my sister from college. I made an argument to go to U.S. Bank Stadium as I've never been there before. I finally got to make my holy pilgrimage to the promised land, and it made me ever more grateful for you guys. I really love this team and sport. I'm thankful to be able to listen every day to you guys. That's really cool. Like when people see that stadium for the first time, we got an email from a listener from, I believe is in Australia. That's going to make a trip, a honeymoon trip this fall. And like to see that stadium, some people say it's ugly. It's like a spaceship dropped in a major metropolitan area. It is this it's so compared to the Metrodome. Yes. It's yes. It's like a Viking ship with glass, I guess. So it is a cool experience. If you've never seen U.S. Bank Stadium or experienced a game, definitely make plans at some point to to make that happen. Uh, before we get to some other stuff here, we have some non-Viking stuff we'll get to from people as well. Let's shout out a couple of our partners, including the Meadows at Mystic, Declan. Golfing season, baby. Oh, it is. It, it's finally nice in summertime out here. We had that awful April, and now it's finally uh, out there to go up, hit the links, whether you want to shoot you know, sub 80s like my friends do, or you have, you know, that one guy in your group like Declan who's, you know, flirting with breaking 100 and you're getting cheers when you actually, you know, put an iron shot in the air. Uh, no matter who you're playing with, I would do it at the Meadows at Mystic Lake, one of those that's most scenic and award-winning 18-hole public golf courses around. Go to golfthemeadows.com uh, to book that tee time. And when you're out there, maybe at the turn or before the round, go enjoy the cold one at the Meadows Bar and Grill, too, one of the best patios around, to be honest, in any golf course there is. Go to golfthemeadows.com to secure that tee time. Awesome. It's also scooter season here. Can't wait to maybe later today at my old Macadac. If the rain holds off, might go scootering around town. So you can you can get 100 to 120 miles per gallon with scooters you buy at EcoFund. So beat the man at the pump and just just ditch your car altogether for a scooter. I wouldn't recommend doing that entirely. You, know, you can't like go on the freeways with a scooter, but... You can also save $300 off the total price of a new Yamaha Zuma 125 fuel-injected scooter at EcoFun. Lowest price ever. EcoFun. Scooter season. Let's get it. 
This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. All right, back to the questions here. The Feedback Friday live on the Score North YouTube channel. Please click subscribe and the like button if you haven't already. Nathan M. says, can you explain to me why twins apologists seem to be the most sensitive group of fans out there? This is for Judd. I saw this one. Make an innocent tweet about the lineup maybe scoring a run tonight, and the Twins defenders come out of the woodwork defending the Twins and telling me I'm not a true fan and should go cheer for the Brewers. Last time I checked, the Twins offense was last in most statistical categories, yet the defenders keep saying it's a small sample size. For a team that has lost 18 straight playoff games, why can't this team be criticized and be the butt of jokes without diehards getting all sensitive? Why don't you be a better fan, huh? Why don't you be a better fan? Go cheer for the Brewers. Go cheer for the Cubs. You suck. You suck. We're great, okay? We're fantastic. Turn in your fan card, Nathan. Yeah, Nathan. Nathan, how dare you demand more? Um, it is it's weird and I feel like I feel like it's gotten worse, Phil. Like when when you started on the beat, was it this sensitive? Did you feel like I feel like it's gotten worse? Well, more social media definitely make more social media, more platforms. It makes everything louder and noisier. So it's hard to really compare. But because, you know, like 10 years ago when I covered the Twins beat, Instagram didn't really exist. Twitter was much smaller. Twitter, though, a little bit. I mean, it it just feels like there's more of a backlash of, of, you know, oh, I guess you could do a better job. Well, I'm not paid $35 million a year. I think there's a like there is an article. Oh God! I'm. I should I reference this? I'm going to. What the hell? You're going to do it. I know what you're talking about. There was an article on Twins Daily yesterday that got circled around, and it was basically like Twins fans should stop booing Carlos Correa, and it laid out a quote from Joey Gallo when he was in New York like a year or two ago, saying like it really hurt his feelings that boy. Now I'm one of those players that Yankees fans think is the problem, and it was really hard on me when they booed, and it's just like. I'm not a guy that goes and boos at a baseball game, but I'm not going to tell fans who pay a lot of money to go watch a team, a player that tried desperately to go sign with two other teams and then settled for the twins because doctors rejected his advances to New York and San Francisco makes $36 million a year and comes in and has a bad start to the season. Like it doesn't mean that he's garbage or that he's worthless, but if you're a fan and that upsets you on the tail end, by the way of, 20 years of playoff failures and 0-18, an active 18-game playoff losing streak. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't be a little upset at underperforming players in an underperforming franchise. Don't let commentators and other fans gaslight you into thinking that you're a bad fan because you're a little ticked off about the offense. The Twins, by the way, are off to a nice start. They just took two out of three from the Padres. Like I think there's more reason to cheer the Twins than boo the Twins this season but I get how loaded it is going back to 2004, the last time they won a playoff game. Gallo really said it hurt his feelings to be booed in New York. Pretty much. Well, and it was more oh of two. He God. was he was 
And this is where I do draw a line. Like he was significantly harassed outside in public, like at restaurant. Like that. If you're a fan that does that, like I do yeah, think New York, you're, you're a New York man sucks. You're a terrible dude. You can't go. You, you can't go out to eat or enjoy your life in New York or Boston no. unless you're hitting at least 280. I guess. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you're not wrong. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's there is kind of a weird aversion I think among and and generally speaking, I think Minnesotans we just we don't love confrontation. Really, we're not. It's not really our style, and so it's it can. But you know, it's funny. People booed Joe Mauer. People booed mm-hmm. Joe. Ma- Joe Mauer won batting titles. They booed Joe Mauer because he didn't hit enough home runs for his size. Four six right? three, baby. Four six three. And Four, he grinded six, into a lot three. of places. We were yeah. very unfair to Joe. You know what, Joe? I'd like to apologize. I'm sorry. Oh, he has, he has a hat for everything. Hat. A Mauer hat. I'd like to, but Joe, Joe, we're sorry. Joe, come back. Did they give that one away? Like four your number. Years oh wait, ago. we did. Yeah, they, yes, they did. That's an old giveaway. Yeah, it's a nice hat, though. Just found it. I love Joe, man. Joe was one of my favorite players to cover. Just like the most genuine, nicest guy. You're, you're always wondering, like, what is it? what's he hiding? Is he fake nice guy? No, he's just super nice to everybody. Yeah. And Joe. Now he's just chilling, laying low, raising his kids. Riches can be good All for his him. On his lawn. Yep. Yeah. Good for him. All right. Eric McConnell chimes in and says, You've mentioned a few times in the past that you have write that down predictions that are still on the board from several years ago. The example you gave from seven years ago is saying the twins will poach someone from the Cubs front office with no end date. Got me thinking that prediction doesn't have an end date. So literally the only way it can come off the board is if either the twins or Cubs cease to exist as a franchise or (laughs) the twins finally it's, it's true. It was an oversight in the early days of write that down, not putting end dates on things. Had no end dates. I think it would be a fun episode if you compile a list of these old predictions without end dates and decide to either take them off the board or add an end date. Since some of them are so old, it would also function as an old predictions exposed. What if we did that right now? Yeah, what do we got here? I, we I don't, time? That's great. I, I love that idea. I've been playing right that down time. longer, and I usually I very rarely push a prediction out more than like six months to a year. Uh, but I bet you guys have some. I mean, the Larry Brown one came off the board, what, a year and a half ago? And that was on for like six yeah. years. Judd said Larry Brown will coach again. And we missed it. And we, it and was it on the board for six years. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, it's either it's either going to come off when Larry Brown coaches again or dies. Right. And he and coached he did again. come back and we missed it. Yeah. Like, I think you, you found it two years after the fact or something, right? Yes. Okay, oh, so right. here's some of the ones that Judd has. And these... In my notes, a couple of these date back to 2015 or 16. The first time we ever started doing write that down predictions. Blair Walsh wide left. Okay. Arizona State will join the Big Ten Hockey Conference. That could be still viable, actually. That's that's viable. Okay. Well, before I go through these, should should we say that there's an end date of the end of 2023 or the end of 2024 or something? How about the end of 2024? Sure. No Can we say that? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add end date to these. Which is going to make it wrong because there's no way that, that, that they would now join by 2024, but that's fine. Well, end of 2024. Okay. Um, Carolina Hurricanes will relocate to Quebec. I think we can take that off. That the one not, that like, be off. They're not going to Quebec. No. At the time, I, that's right before they got sold and they weren't drawing, mm-hmm. but that can now be for sure. I'll just say end date May 20th. So I have a note for next week. Yep. Write that down. Session. It can definitely be killed. Okay. Big 10 restaurant will reopen somewhere on the East bank. God, I miss those big Ooh. 10 subs. I really thought they would. You know what? 
I really, really thought I, I, I would be very comfortable now killing that one as well. Cause I thought that it, it would be, what's the one that I, I'm going to give you got, till the end of 2024 on that one. Okay. Sure. What, what's the one the bar that got torn down and then they went into the, I think bottom of the apartment that's there now, Declan, um, in dinky. No, no, in a stadium village, stadium village. Sally's. Yeah. Sally's. Sally's. So I thought the big 10 restaurant would be like Sally's. So it can definitely come okay. off. I, that's so sad. And the Big Ten in Hopkins closed, too. Those are some of the great yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's, in no, we have a mutual know. friend. I think our mutual friend, Nadine Babu, has the recipe for those subs. So as long oh. as that lives on somewhere. Well, that could be a tailgate, then, for our go I think for it's, football. Absolutely. I think it's been before. I'm not sure if we've tailgate. been invited to that. Okay, uh, you also have the Vikings will retire Randy Moss's number at some point. Let's just leave that for a little bit. That's, that's going to be that one at some point. It's ridiculous. It hasn't it happened is. yet, too. Yeah. Closed-circuit Vikings. Come on. For me, the oldest ones are Johnny Manziel will star in a reality show before starting in the NFL. We'll put an end date one. of 2024 on that one, too. Okay. Uh, the Twins will pluck someone from the Cubs front office. I'm going to say end of 2024 for that. I, mean, I, I want, I want that, that should have had that's a classic that one where, where we didn't enforce it and we should have like like we should have said by when by this high by this hiring and cycle. we never said but it we didn't then. and it's still it's a technicality it's a loophole a crude old days um andrew luck or tom brady will play for the vikings at some point you can take it off you can i mean but, but, it, but it could stay on the board until luck is like too old I would to come back april 20th date on that one I would put an April twentieth day. I de- you your the spirit of that prediction's gone. I argue it's not. I'm going to put end of 2024 on that one. Wow, wow. I want, dude. Tom Brady's like Andrew Luck is about never coming back. back, and TB's about to buy into a team. Okay, why would the Commanders reach out to Luck if there wasn't some level of interest in coming back? Because they're the Commanders. Yeah, because they're, they're the Commanders, and they're kind of dumb. Andrew Luck weighs like 120 right now, man. Uh, Last time I saw him, he, I don't he know, was blowing away. Anymore. I think I'm okay. Uh, time for one more. It's a cookie monster. Let's see here. Listeners. <laughs> listeners. No, these are all, all these listener ones have end dates on them. Declan, you don't have any. I think those are the ones. Better than Those are. are the ones that go back like way before Declan was on the show, way before yeah. we had listeners yeah. making predictions. So, all right, yeah. we have we've put end dates on some of these. I, I don't think that Declan go. was on the show when we would just allow the uh, yeah. bottomless pit prediction. No, of, no, no. We kind of did a good job when in three years ago this time of setting more parameters. I think. uh our more issue was those first three months because, you know, sports weren't back from May 2020 to like July when baseball came back. So I'm sure, sure. we pushed some out like in that little couple month timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think we mostly have caught up. Mm-hmm. For the most part. I searched for that Johnny Manziel one. There's, so there's rumors that there's a Johnny Manziel documentary coming out. And I was going to flag that as a technicality. That if they do a docu-series about Johnny Manziel, there was an announcement like last fall, but it hasn't come yeah. out yet. So if there's like a reality docu-series, does that count as a reality show? And we could split hairs, but anyhow. deal with it at that time. Right now, I can't do that. All right. Ted Snazza chimes in here with some reckless speculation on this Feedback Friday. Reckless speculation. He says Bill Guerin won't fire the head coach because he is the head coach. Dean Evison is just a figurehead, and he's been told he has no say in anything, which is why he does nothing in the game, nothing in the room, nothing in practices, nothing pre or post game. He knows he just gets to sit back, watch hockey, and collect a nice fat paycheck. 
Billy is a great GM, but a horrible head coach. He won't fire Dean because he doesn't get to determine lineups. No other head coach is going to come in here and allow that crap. Everything recklessly can fit into this speculation. Why Dean never makes in-game changes like a real head coach. Why Dean never addresses the room in the middle of a game or takes a timeout in the middle of a game. Why do you never see Dean talking with any of the players in the game or giving them advice? Half the reason why the Wild won game three is because Dean had to make in-game lineup changes with Eck out. And with that working so well, why didn't they do it again next game? No changes again. Lost. What do you think? Do you think do you think Bill Guerin's the shadow coach of the Minnesota Wild here? I love a conspiracy th- theory, okay? Like, I am Mr. Conspiracy, but even I'm not sure that I can get on board. <laughs> so he's basically saying that Dean is... is a season ticket holder who just happens to get to stand behind the bench. And he wears uh, uh, $5,000 Armani suits. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, and, and he's ripped, so I would never say this to his face because he'd kick my ass. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that I get what he's saying, Dex. Uh, I don't think it's that much. But, yeah, Bill Garrett definitely, there's no question, has an important influence. I don't think he's coaching the team. Yeah, I think he steps in when he needs to. But for the most part, uh, in the classic Lou Nanny analogy of players play, coaches coach, and managers manage, I think uh, I think Billy kind of stays in his lane for the most part. And he doesn't strike me as a guy who wants to get into the coaching sphere. I, I think he loves being GM. And to be honest, I think Bill's done a really good job at being a GM. So I don't think uh, coaching and X's and O's is something he wants to do. Uh, Supreme Train in the YouTube comment section says, I need to know where Mackie got his white Paul Bunyan and Babe the Ox hat. Noonan Golf, N-O-O-N-A-N Golf. Noonan, Noonan, Noonan Golf. Nice and and good good endorsement right there. Speaking of, hello to our friends at Dennis Kirk. All you Ragnars and Victors riding around on your motorcycles, make sure your motorcycle is ready this summer with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com so you can ride more and wait less. Over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Shipping is free for orders over $89. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day. DennisKirk.com, everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. All right, one more for you guys here. Sean Trustin says, if Tim Connolly leaves the Wolves, where does he rank? All time in Minnesota sports scumbags like Norm Green and Fred Smoot. Also, a full episode on all time Minnesota sports scumbags would be glorious. Love the YouTube that's, channel. I love that order. That's got to, yeah, scumbags. that's, let's do that one on a that's Tuesday. A let, okay. I, I did save it for our, maybe we, you want to put this together, Judd, for a pecking order next week? Sure. Hold on. I'll write a note to myself right now. Okay. So all-time Minnesota sports scumbags. Tim Connolly inspired if he leaves. Yeah. Norm Green for moving the Minnesota North Stars. Who was the guy? Was it uh, that old George O'Leary who fudged his resume as a coach? And then got well, that, the, that was uh, no, that was the Notre Dame thing. Notre Dame, he yeah, he, he got okay. the DC job here. That's right, Tyson. So he was fine here, but that's a, that's an interesting list. David Kahn. Oh, yeah. a grease ball. Just a grease ball. Holtz. Bolted oh, on us. Scumbag. Left us. 
Well, like, just like two years in, we thought it was but he gave around. You, no, but he gave everyone he a heads up. Us. If the Notre Dame job opens, I'm going to take it. No, and then we're no, like, no. Why is he leaving for the Notre that, Dame job? That only came up once it became clear that the job was open. We didn't know that. We were caught by But surprise. did the school know it? Wasn't it in his contract? Well, the school probably did, but we didn't. We were taken by surprise. Well, I blame the school then for not we being felt, transparent. We felt like they were a scumbag. Is Paul Fenton a scumbag? Paul Fenton a scumbag? Gerson Rosas? Gerson Rosas would be, yeah, because it was sort of shady. Fenton got fired because he couldn't communicate with people. Does that make you a scumbag? Gerson, I think, does get the scumbag title. You know, Mm -hmm. a little bit of off-the-court recklessness. Okay. Yeah, Judd will put that. That's a great pecking order for sure. For sure. Red McCombs. (laughs) Yeah, people, people chiming in. Red McCombs. Tom Thibodeau. Uh, oh, wow. oh, I don't put that up. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. Tom, I, you got I, your name on it. I wasn't going to put. Okay. Good. I don't want to. We don't want to air Tom out too publicly. But, oh, but, Tommy. Let's just say Tom uh, had an experience, he says, with Tom Thibodeau. So. Tom, you owe us a round for us not putting that up there. <laughs> Tom has given us several rounds in the Tom's past. Tom's got <laughs> access to rounds. You owe us a round. Awesome. All right. Well, there it is. There's your live. Feedback Friday here on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. If you could click the subscribe button and the like button on the Score North YouTube channel, it helps us spread the word and the gospel of Score North and what we're building here. And uh, if you listen to the podcast, too, on Apple Podcasts, a five-star rating and a positive review go a long way to helping us grow this platform. So every Friday, we're going to be live at 10 o'clock-ish on Purple Daily YouTube and 11 o'clock-ish on the Score North YouTube channel. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget, Action Movie Rewind is back as of yesterday, so you can check out the latest episode of that. And we'll see you guys on Monday.